We'll be back same place, same time next week. Goodbye. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top story is the chief executive Carrie Lam marks SAR Establishment Day, saying one country is the foundation. Mrs. Lam signals that reclamation outside Victoria Harbour is likely to be her preference when it comes to solving the housing crisis, and only four people have been given Hong Kong's top honour in the annual awards. The chief executive Carrie Lam says her government has no tolerance for anything that goes against China's bottom line, and that is the foundation being one country. Damon Pang reports. Mr. Slam was speaking at a reception to mark SAR Establishment Day and the 21st anniversary of the handover. She said her administration had not wavered on major issues and had fearlessly handled the relationship with the mainland in the proper way. She said Hong Kong had made good use of two systems by promoting President Xi Jinping's Belt and Road Trade Initiative and the Greater Bay Area Development. Before her speech, Mrs. Lam took part in the flat racing ceremony at Golden Bahuinia Square in Wan Chai. Among the guests were Hong Kong's three former chief executives, Tong Chi Hua, Donald Zhang and Si Wai Lang, and about 2,000 other people. They included senior government and mainland officials, as well as foreign envoys and people from all walks of life. But people's people power lawmaker Ray Chan says he thinks the chief executive should concentrate on protecting the rights of people here. What is the bottom line of China? Why we can do some actions many years ago but cannot do it now? She should try her best to protect our rights. Cannot sacrifice our basic human rights, freedom. If, if just put one country value in front of Hong Kong people's interests, I think most of the Hong Kong people will not support her action. After the reception, Mrs. Lam would unveil said she would unveil new proposals on ways to increase land supply for housing when she delivers her second policy address in October, with reclamation likely to be at the top of the, event of the agenda. Mrs. Lamb stated her likely preference for reclamation, even though her land supply sup- task force won't have published its consultation findings by then. The CE also restated the government's stance on anti-subversion laws. Altus Wong reports. A land supply task force appointed by the CE will complete a lengthy public consultation in September and will take another three months to compile its report. Speaking during a media session, Mrs Lam said the government couldn't just wait until the report is completed before acting. She said she can say with confidence that reclamation outside Victoria Harbour is the way to go, adding that she hoped the task force will also come to that conclusion. Reclamation is one of 18 options in the consultation. On Article 23 National Security Legislation, Mrs Lam again said it's the duty of the SAR government to pass such laws. She said the government will aim at boosting public confidence and create what she described as a beneficial environment for its passage. She said it's hard to say when the time will be right, but the government will not do nothing to force the matter. Meanwhile, about 20 members of the League of Social Democrats have staged a pro-democracy protest in Wan Chai. They had wanted to march to the flag-raising ceremony, but weren't allowed through a police cordon. The protesters then held three minutes of silence on Fleming Road for pro-democracy activists, including the late Nobel Peace Laureate Liu Xiaobo. They also burnt a protest letter with the words, End China's One-Party Rule, written on it. Former League lawmaker Leung Guo Kong said they'd wanted to pass the letter to the chief executive, but had decided to burn it instead as they couldn't give it to her. 
The Communist Party's flagship newspaper says the political environment in Hong Kong has become more stable over the past year. The People's Daily said deep-rooted conflicts here have to be resolved for good governance. It praised officials, lawmakers, and judges for looking at matters from the country's perspective. It said the development of the Greater Bay Area and infrastructure projects like the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge can strengthen the link between Hong Kong and the mainland. Several thousand people have taken part in a parade organized by a pro-establishment group to celebrate the establishment of the SAR. The procession, which included 50 lion dance teams, started in Quarry Bay Park this morning and headed to Victoria Park, where an exhibition will officially open this afternoon. The group has rented six football fields at the park for the event. Pro-establishment figure Zheng Yutong says it's not fighting for the venue with the organizer of the annual pro-democracy march. He says his group will consider renting the park again in future. Only four people have been given Hong Kong's top honor in the annual awards, and unlike last year's government-heavy list, none of them are serving officials. Maggie Ho reports. The chief executive Carrie Lam has awarded the Grand Bohemia Medal to Permanent Court of Final Appeal Judge Robert Tang, Rural Leader and former Legislative Councillor Zhang Hockming, Entrepreneur Robin Chan, and former HKU Dean of Medicine Professor Rosie Young. The list is likely to attract far less controversy than last year's, when C. Y. Leung awarded the top honor to his three senior ministers, as well as four cabinet members and a number of high-profile supporters, drawing criticism the system had been turned into a form of political reward. The chief executive Carrie Lam has said the honors list is not meant for political deals nor reconciliation. She was responding to press inquiries as to why there were no pro-democracy figures on the list. Mrs. Lam said recipients had been recognized for their contributions. She also said they were there were pan democrats on government consultative bodies, and that they were treated equally. Labour Party lawmaker Fernando Zhang says importing care workers from abroad isn't the answer to Hong Kong's growing needs for elderly care. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, the legislator said the government has blamed land and manpower shortages for the low supply of care homes in the city, and thinks it can tackle the problem by importing labour or sending more elderly to settle on the mainland. But Mr. Zhang said that's not the right approach. Neither importing more cheap labourers nor sending the elderly away is the right way to take care of our elderly. We need to replace the largely low-end market care homes with decent care homes that should meet the qualities of the current subsidised homes. And we should greatly expand home care and community support services so that the rhetoric "aging in place" can be a real choice rather than an empty slogan for our elderly. We should also pay our care workers decent salaries. Sports teenager Kylian Mbappe and friends have knocked out Lionel Messi's Argentina, winning 4-3 in a thrilling contest. As the BBC's Alex Capstick reports, this was a well-deserved victory for France. They were the better side for most of the game, and in Kylian Mbappe, a 19-year-old striker, they have an absolute superstar. He was so fast, and the Argentine defence, their aging defenders, just couldn't handle him, especially in the first half. Argentina looked out of it really. They weren't threatening. They weren't looking like scoring. But then they got a great goal from Angel Di Maria from absolutely nowhere. That made it 1-1, and they actually took the lead early in the second half. But France、uh, reasserted their authority, and it was Kylian Mbappe who got their third and fourth goals to put them. Four two.、Uh, there was a late strike from Sergio Aguero for Argentina, but it was too late. They had no time to get an equaliser, and, and they now go home. 
Kylian Mbappé is the first teenager since Pelé in 1958 to score at least two goals in a World Cup match. And he wasn't even born when France won their one and only World Cup on home soil in 1998. France will face Uruguay, who've ended Portugal's dreams at the Football World Cup to earn their place in the quarterfinals. The Uruguayan striker Edinson Cavani scored twice, while Cristiano Ronaldo barely got a look in. The BBC's John Bennett reports. The focus before the game was on Cristiano Ronaldo v Luis Suarez, but it was Edinson Cavani who emerged as the match winner. In a battle between two extremely solid defences, it took the PSG striker just seven minutes to open the scoring, heading in a Suarez cross. Uruguay were yet to concede at this World Cup, but Portugal got back into it after half-time from an unlikely source, centre-back Pepe heading in from close range. Just seven minutes later, though, Cavani scored what turned out to be the winner, and it was a beautiful goal as he curled the ball past the keeper from just inside the area. Staying at the World Cup, here's a preview of tonight's matches from the BBC's Don Busby. The hosts, Russia, having started their own World Cup so well with eight goals and then coming unstuck in their final group game, take on a Spanish team who are showing signs of recovering after such a shaky start to the tournament, having sacked their manager with just two days to go before it all began. And then maybe the most impressive side of the entire tournament so far, Croatia with Luka Modric et al, looking very, very impressive and taking on a Denmark side, who will uh, be quaking in their boots, you imagine, with the firepower that Croatia have in store. This is Don Busby at BBC Global Sport. Basketball superstar Kevin Durant is reportedly re-signing with the back-to-back NBA champions Golden State Warriors on a two-year deal. He'll reportedly have a player option for the second year. To end the news, our top stories once again. The chief executive Carrie Lam marks SAR Establishment Day, saying one country is the foundation. Mrs. Lamb signals that reclamation outside Victoria Harbour is likely to be her preference when it comes to solving the housing crisis, and only four people have been given Hong Kong's top honour in the annual awards. The news from RTHK. RTHK, Radio Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by DJ. A journey which along the way will bring to you new colour, new dimension, new value, and a new experience.